0: to episode 7 of season 1 of the Chippewa World Sports Podcast. I am Chippewa World Sports Editor Brennan Berg, and I thank you very much for joining us for this episode. This episode, a little bit unique in that it's, you know, throughout our first episodes, we've been talking with generally coaches of, you know, sports teams in the area with, with topics on sports, and this is still a topic about sports, all of these All of these episodes I I bring you with all these seasons are going to be dealing in sports, but they're going to. One of my goals was to come at it from a bunch of different ways. And I think this definitely accomplishes that with someone that knows of what they speak. And that is my conversation with Sports Talk 105.1's Dan Casper, the host of the Dan Casper Show, as you can probably guess by that title, which you can hear on Monday's. Through Fridays, 6 to 9 a.m. on 105.1 Sports Talk, W-A-Y-Y, out of Eau Claire. And, you know, as I mentioned in our interview, full disclosure, I've known Dan for a while. I've known Dan, you know, longer than I've been in Chippewa. And we, you know, we go into detail on a lot of different topics, which you'll hear coming up here in a little bit. And first of all, I also want to you know, before we get into that, and that's that's what that's what's next on the docket. But I also want to take the time to thank everyone who listened to our most recent episode, which was my conversation with Kott Wrestling Coach Josh Paith, An episode that, uh, in pretty short order, became our most listened to and most downloaded episode, so I want to thank everybody for doing that. It was a it was an episode that I think once I got done talking with Josh, I, I kind of had a feeling it might be one people really liked because he was. He was very open about kind of going into the details of some of the things that helps the Kanaat wrestling program thrive. And I, I think ultimately, you know, it might be something that's going to help a lot of people that are maybe looking to grow their program. So if you haven't listened to that one, you know, you, you can bop back an episode and listen to that and catch up on all of this, all of season one. We've got a wide variety of, of topics and guests that, are, that can be had there and you can listen to whatever you want. So it's kind of a nice thing about it too. And you, you can subscribe to our to the podcast uh pretty much wherever you get your podcast from and what we'll, we also have um uh, we also have assets up on our website chippo.com that you know i'll pop up there on mondays when the new episodes drop as well as collections where you can you know listen to all listen to all in one sitting if you are if you are so inclined you have options to do so so um once again thank you very much to everyone who's able to to check any of those episodes out, you know, as we're, we're getting to the end year of season one, I really appreciate everyone that's taken the time to, to, to kind of listen to my, to, to my startup here. This is something I kind of want to get off the ground. I've been happy with, you know, the way things have gone so far, but I want to hear from you. I want to hear, you know, the topics, the guests, the people, the things you want, you want to hear me talk about within, you know, within this podcast for future seasons. I already have a, you know, some ideas, some guests that I, I'm going to be, chatting with next season um but that season by no means is filled so you know there have not been total total uh decisions made on specifically who what, and where there so i want to hear from you let me know what you want to hear because ultimately that's why i'm doing this i'm doing this as something that you know through the listeners are going to want to listen to so uh thank you very much and, and with that said we're going to jump now to my interview i had with dan casper And we are back on the Chip Sports Podcast. I'm my guest today. You've probably heard his voice by now. He is the host of the Dan Casper Show on Sports Talk 1051 FM, 790 AM. You can hear him Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 AM. He is Dan Casper. Dan, how are you today?
1: I'm good. It's kind of different to be on the other side of this thing with you.
0: That's that's what I was going to kind of bring up. Usually, you know, I make appearances on there weekly, usually uh, 7 to 9 on Fridays. And yeah, usually I'm kind of following your direction, but uh today I'm taking the lead a little bit. I really appreciate you joining me here for a couple of minutes and we've got kind of an, an interesting topic that, you know, that I'm very interested to chat with you about because um you've been at Sports Talk for a number of years, but just not and I'm, you know, saying this not just as, you know, someone that's been on the show a fair amount over the years, but also you know, someone that's a friend. I've been always just becoming kind of really impressed with the way you've kind of i guess kind of grown the brand so to speak with with sports talk one oh five one and that you know when you first got there really from a local perspective there wasn't too much going on but now you, you've gotten to the point where you're you know you're three hours a week five days a week you know you've got your own you know podcast and other stuff going on outside of it and it just seems like you're constantly expanding all the time so um i kind of want to start with a simple question i guess is this something when you were a little kid you thought you would want to do
1: uh, I don't know about radio. Uh, I mean, because I always had this notion that you know, I you know, I hate to kind of say it, but I always had this idea that even if I like go to school for it or if I do it, I'd probably would never be able to to get to what I had envisioned in my mind. If that kind of makes sense, you know, kind of like I, I had these big aspirations or these big goals and uh I, I guess i always in the back of my mind i i kind of thought that yeah it'll it'll never happen that way and that's something i i kind of regret to this day is you know even in college or when you get older is to not you know kind of push it say, and and go for it a, a little bit more so i mean not really uh, i guess uh, just playing out speaking i never thought it as a kid growing up you know would you be in sports radio and, and honestly i i know we're the same age and I don't even know the first time I actually listened to, to sports radio, to be honest. Maybe it was, you know, college or something like that it was the first time I can remember actually tuning into the radio and, and listening to like Dan Patrick and all that on ESPN radio. Uh, you know, I've always been a fan of it when I can remember uh, listening to it, but, and I've always had this knack, I guess, you know, knowing stupid sports knowledge or or facts or something like that. and. And I'd always remember, you know, buddies of mine would, would shoot me a message or something like that if, you know, they were in a bar debate or something like that with, with somebody and asked for for my thoughts to almost use it as a source or whatever. But, you know, I always kind of had that that in the back of my mind, you know, in terms of like, you know, did I want to be like a writer or something like that? You know, I not really. I mean, I always... Yeah, I, I remember, I, I don't know if you remember back in the day, like those GeoCities websites where you could create a, a website and, you know, make your own free website. I mean, I had one like for the Orlando Magic, I remember, or, you know, fan pages on Yahoo for uh, for like Shaq or somebody like that. So, you know, I always, I always did stuff like that, but I guess I never really thought of it as of,
0: you know, going into into broadcasting or anything like that. And like most great sports minds in the world, you come from Taylor County, hailing from Medford.
1: <laughs> are you giving a shout out to Matt Fry? In
0: that I way? well, I sure will, but also <laughs> me. I am I am a few miles. I am raised a few miles into the Taylor County line. So,
1: yeah, uh, Medford, born and raised. Uh, you know, ever you know, born and raised all the way through high school. So, yeah, absolutely. That's how so, we kind of met was playing softball in Taylor County.
0: Yeah, and the and the kind of the the, the greater triangle between I think probably Bellinger, Medford, and Atwood.
1: Yeah, exactly. A little with uh, Curtis in the middle to little, in a a little, there, too. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that 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 falls just outside. But you know what? Nobody says I had to be a perfect triangle. So, um, <laughs> but so you go to you know you, you go to college, you go to uw Barron County, you go to Eau Claire, and you end up in Wisconsin Rapids, and you know ultimately you end up getting the job at. Um, Woiy, you get back into the area. I guess when you first came back to the area, what was kind of your 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 vision of what you wanted the, the you know the, the network to be? And I guess you know, what were some of the first steps you went to try to go in that direction?
1: Well, I mean, to be honest, when I got back to the area too, I honestly didn't have this in mind. I, I didn't have this as a goal. I mean, I was a I was a youth sports director at a YMCA in Wisconsin Rapids, and you know we just. Me and my wife, we, we missed the area, um, so we wanted to kind of get back and, and closer to family. And at that time, I was just trying to find a job. You know, she had a job lined up and and all that, so it was kind of up to me. And when I saw the opening here at the radio station, it was for a uh, traffic director. And I'm, at first glance, I'm like, I don't want to go on the radio and announce traffic jams or something like that. That's what I thought it was, so I bypassed on it. And it was like the last day they were accepting applications, I dug into it a little bit more, and it was, you know, you traffic, it's commercials and all that, and I'm like, you know what, uh, uh, just something to get back in the area, I ended up getting it, and then when I got here, they had a all-syndicated ESPN radio program uh, on another station, actually, and, you know, it was just kind of like that, and then... You know they started to you know they they brought in some more programming in that and they had this like two minute sports thing that it was kind of a rotating factor amongst other uh, amongst, amongst other jocks but I wasn't a jock but you know they uh, they knew that I love sports and was pretty knew a little bit about it so they gave me an opportunity for like a two minute uh, once a week update which ended up expanding into ten minutes five days a week to. Uh, half an hour, five days a week to one hour, uh, and at one point it was actually four hours long. But I, I, I'll, I'll take three hours anytime over four hour days. Uh, when it comes to sports talk, even during football season when it's a little bit easier, I'll take three hours any day over four hours. But uh, uh, honestly, once once I kind of had that opportunity, and you know what, I, I didn't want to let it go, and I still remember to this day. I actually pitched uh, our GM and our local sales manager. <laughs> I had a PowerPoint laid out, uh, I asked them for a meeting, we went in a conference room, I laid it all out. I had, you know, maps of where other sports radio shows were, how it could be a benefit to our area. Uh, I was nervous as all get out for, for that meeting and I think that had a big uh, uh, big impact of where we're at now. They, I got to give my GM Lynn and Uh, a lot of credit she took a chance she said let's do it and I think so far it's working right now so they trust in me and and that's kind of one thing I don't want to let them down that's why I keep you know trying to trying to push the needle and uh, trying to keep doing more because I think it's I think it's working.
0: One of the things I really like about your program and you know when I'm when I'm on it is the fact that you know, you'll cover a wider wider range of things. It's you know obviously you understand the things that people want to talk about. You know in the fall it's Packers or it's Badgers and you know in the spring and summer in a normal year maybe more Brewers. But you know you have a kind of a wide variety that you're willing to dabble into. Is that the kind of sports fan you were as a kid? Uh, that you I mean you had your things you liked, but you had a lot of different things you liked as well.
1: Yeah, I would say that's kind of accurate. I mean, I, I remember as a kid, I'd go in waves, and a lot of it depended on the season of the sport, too. Uh, you know, I was a big basketball fan. Um, but then, you know, once it was football season, you know, I, I my, my attention instantly turned to, to football. Uh, baseball, it took a little, I, I mean, I played baseball. Uh, I played Little League, T-ball, and, and all that. But, you know, and I would pay attention to it a little bit, but it wasn't t- to the level of, like, basketball and football it was for me. I mean, I had a wide range. I mean uh I, I can tell you you know basketball was probably my big one initially uh, as a kid football always was kind of there though and then football developed into um more of my passion uh i guess but i would say it kind of got went in waves uh that that sort of thing and you know same with like you know card collecting it was kind of in waves one time it'd be hey, i was all in football and basketball and then a little bit uh with with uh with baseball there too. So but overall, I mean, yeah, I mean I had my favorites in every sport. You know, I was a big Frank Thomas fan as a kid, Ken Griffey Jr. fan and and uh, you know, football it was all over the place, basketball, big Orlando Magic, Shaq and Shaq and Penny fan.
0: So once you kinda got going and you know, the ball was rolling, I guess was there a point or two where you kinda looked around and thought, wow, this like Something significant is happening here. Uh, you know, a, a certain occasion, a certain event, something like that that you were doing that you thought that this is, hey, I'm making some headway here?
1: Probably, that's a good question. um Probably two. Um, one, when I kind of took a, you know, I'd been like, you know, I'm going to try it and see what happens. But uh, uh, a few years ago, uh, Jerry Kramer was uh, doing a thing in Menominee. And. Uh, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I can get an interview or something like that with because his son was with him, and I'm like, maybe we'll we'll see what happens. And you know, I ended up he ended up coming in studio. He's like, yeah, let's do it, let's go in studio. And then Jerry, so like where you sit sometimes, Brandon. You know, Jerry Kramer sat there, so that was my first big thing. Um, But then I think what really kind of stood out for me was doing it at Radio Row at Super Bowl because, to be honest, I didn't even apply for for Radio Row credentials. I just applied because I didn't think I was gonna get anything but i'm like you know what it's in minnesota i'm gonna try it and when i when i applied for it all i applied for was just this very generic pass that allowed me to like walk around radio row because i didn't know what the hell radio row was you know what what y'all did there or what what it all encompassed and then when i got the confirmation back it said here's your table for your broadcasting station and and all that i'm like Oh no! Uh, you know I got to go talk to my boss and figure out what what the plan is because they're giving us a table. I didn't think I was going to get a table uh, for for Radio Row, and I got a table right in the middle of everything, right in front of some big network shows too. So that there was when when that week ended for me, and I'm just kind of sitting there, and it was exhausting. But I'm like, holy cow! I was just you know on Radio Row for Super Bowl with you know interviewing and, and seeing all those different athletes and celebrities that you kind of you know you're watching and and you're talking about and then you get to see them in person and and you get to interview them and that was probably the biggest moment for me and i'm like thinking okay well we might be on to something right here
0: i remember that too because the one day i think it was the thursday of that week myself and i'll I'll name drop him here because he's a good dude our friend travis engel we made the trip over there in part just to see what kind of radio row was about and it was A very interesting setup because it's you know you're in the mall of america where normally there would be you know they're just you know walking space but there's this big kind of fenced in area of just you know radio broadcasters from all around the country and you just see people kind of getting you know chauffeured around and dropping in at different places and it was i mean even just on the outside looking in it was a it was a very eye-opening experience to see all these people from all across the country kind of working in such close proximity it was so many you know Big name people, not just football players, but it's the Super Bowl, so you've got you know entertainers and, and kind of the whole shebang. It was a it was a very interesting setup.
1: Yeah, it was. It was right in the middle of the food court. Uh, you know, you had the putt putt behind you. I mean, I remember getting up and going to the bathroom and almost running into To. You know, walking around the corner. I mean, it, that's 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 kind of what it was like. Drew Brees was five feet away from me picking up garbage, and he said hello to me at my table and all that. So and Russell Wilson. You know, was being chauffeured by like three bodyguards and wasn't allowed to talk to anybody. It was, it was kind of crazy. It was really crazy.
0: So as you've gone, you mentioned now you've kind of settled into that sweet spot of three hours. I mean, I was, you know, I, I sat in there with you some days on those four hour ones, and you're right. Those, <laughs> by the time yeah. you get to hour four, I mean, we love talking sports, but there's only a certain amount you can talk about certain things for one day. You know, you you've really settled into that sweet spot. So, you know. Within the last few months, obviously, with you know what's going on with you know the ongoing COVID-19 situation, you know whether you're in, you're in print like me or you're in radio like you, it's kind of forced you to kind of think outside the box because you know normally right now we'd probably be talking about the Brewers or the NBA playoffs if they were still going on or you know whatever else, but. You know, it's really been you – know, it's kind of forced you to think outside the box. And one of the things you did that I thought was really cool that I kind of – I ended up being a part of, uh, Justice and I, which was the all-time NFL draft. That was a, mm-hmm. a very cool thing, I guess. How did that develop? Because you had this the very special caveat of the, the judge for it.
1: Yeah, um, I <sighs> – Honestly, I, I, I don't know how it kind of developed. I think it just kind of, I think we we're getting closer. We were kind of like, you know, at that point we were looking on the calendar and, and seeing what could we be talking about here quickly, you know, and the draft, the NFL draft, which is something you and I are big fans of and we went to in Chicago for the first year. But, you know, that was kind of like, okay, please don't cancel the draft, you know, at, at that point because we're like, okay, that, that kind of gives us something to talk about and then it, I think it kind of developed into that a little bit you know it's like well what if we did like an all time draft you know people do the Mount Rushmore's or they'll do the top you know players at certain positions or are you know top 100 players and I think that was you know off of that too was um, NFL Network just did the top 100 players uh, for their 100 seasons so I'm like You know, why don't we do an all-time draft? And it was, you know, I opened it up for some listeners. We did, originally I wanted 32 teams. I'm glad we settled on, uh, was it 16 or 12? I
0: think it was 16.
1: 16. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Originally I wanted 32, and I'm glad it didn't work out that way because that would have taken forever. Uh, Although it would have really put some thinking caps on uh, for a lot of people. But, yeah, it it developed into that, and, you know, you had to draft 11 uh, offensive starters and 11 defensive starters, and so, I mean, you're talking about over 200, close to 300 players uh, that were drafted, and then, you know, just kind of somebody that's, you know, and uh, it's probably due to the job I've gotten to know over uh, the last couple years, uh, Chris Willis, who's the head of research uh, over there at NFL Films and he was actually a part of the 100 top 100 players and he was a part of the uh voters for the uh, centennial hall of fame class i'm like well how are we gonna judge you know winners you know do we do it by vote for for fans for listeners i'm like well, why don't we have an expert so i reached out to him and he's like yeah let's do it and he's written books on like red grange and dutch clark so he's all big history and i think he even did the uh uh, the intro to uh, uh, Joe Neese's Guster A book I believe or uh, on that too so he kind of had that connection there and the best thing he or the really cool thing that he did with that too he just didn't pick winners he did game recaps like what happened uh, during the game. So I kind of think that gave a little bit more of a personal feel to the game instead of just saying well so and so won this one he he explained why he picked that and kind of made it into a an actual game too i it was really cool i am glad a lot of people liked it it was it was a lot of work and everybody you know all the all the gms uh, the listeners that were gms they were there every morning uh we did it and the draft went uh went pretty seamless i thought it was really cool
0: well except the one time when my de facto co-gm yeah. justice kind of spaced so i had to get woken up <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just you
1: just followed into your uh, Minnesota.
0: You know, I did. I, I don't remember who bit. I picked, but I guess in the in the spirit of of that, I guess I should have just drafted Kevin Williams. But I think yeah. it was
1: like Zach Thomas. I think. It, well, yeah, what it might have been it.
0: something like that. But it, and even Justice and I, like, we ended up you know Justice Cleveland from WAU. We ended up uh, co opting a team, and that was kind of just you know I believe you had someone that was going to do it, but then they just. They didn't read, you know. They didn't call in or whatever, and then Justice just happened to be in that day, and it just kind of turned into, "Well, do you guys want to do it?" And, sure, why yeah. not?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, somebody signed up. They weren't returning the the messages and all that. And I'm like, well, "Here we go." You know, Justice, you want to draft for them, and that's kind of how it turned out. You know, that way.
0: And we ended up winning one one game, so that was not. not, not I thought that was not too bad. We made it the second round, so
1: exactly um, same same there, as me.
0: So uh, there we go. We, maybe we can play like some like. Random bowl early mid December bowl game out one of these weeks. (laughs) I like it. But um, one of the things I've been, I've I've been really impressed with just as I've you know obviously I've been around here a while is the amount of people that will come up to me that you know that will say hey I you know I listen to Dan's show and I you know I either you know I hear you on there I you know I listen every day. I mean these are people that you know it's not just like coaches and and parents and stuff I work with with teams I work with but like coaches from other teams that just you know kind of you know know me on a you know on a more you know basic level but you know i guess when when did you kind of get to the point where you like you know people you really felt like this is this is you know this is something that's kind of you know penetrating the ears of the people of the chippew valley because i mean you've got you know a good group of listeners and people that are you know contributing which i'm sure is a big part of it is you know you getting that feedback you know things people like things people don't i guess how long did it take before you kind of felt like you started to get a, a response from people that you you knew that there was some staying power with it.
1: I honestly don't know if I'm there yet uh, because uh, I still think it's kind of cool like what the examples you were given. I, I still find that kind of cool. I mean it was just a couple weeks ago I was getting my car worked on and I was standing outside and uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine out there as my car was getting an oil change and a FedEx truck pulls up and he stops right in front of me, and the driver yells, "Good show today, Dan!" And he drives off, and I'm like, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, that's that's still cool, and it's still kind of you know weird at the same time for me to know that people are listening. So I guess that's still in my mind that I don't know how many people are listening. If anybody's even listening, I, there's got to be a couple at least because you know some people still text or tweet or Facebook. But I, I think that's still the the part that I'm. Still, kind of coming to grips with is that there are people that are actually listening. I don't know if it's just like, you know, like I'm, you know, being a little pessimistic, if you will. So when people ask me, you know, or like even I remember my boss like a year ago, they were just doing some follow up stuff and and they asked, "What's your favorite part of your job?" And I said, "Talking sports with people I don't know." And they kind of looked at me and are like, "That's your favorite part?" I'm like, "Yeah, I get to talk sports with people I don't know and interact with them. I think that's the cool part." You know, and I think it's cool that people are listening to you and and, and looking at your opinions or listening to your opinions. Because, I think you know, when it comes to sports, we, it may get heated at times and it may get debatable at times. But really, is there a right or wrong ans- answer for a lot of stuff in sports? No. It, it's all opinion-based. And, you know, sometimes I think a lot of people get a little too caught up into it. And, you know, I mean, we see it after Packer games or whatever on Facebook and Twitter, and people are so upset. But it's like... You know what? It's sports. You know, this is every. It, it, there's this is what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be everybody has an opinion, and nobody's right or wrong about it. So, I guess I don't know to answer your question in a long way. I I don't know if I've hit that point yet, to be honest, because I still think it's cool, and I still think it's neat when somebody will come up to me, like the FedEx driver or somebody, and like, hey, I listen to your show because I'm like, I, I still find that really cool, to be honest with you.
0: One of the other things I really like about just kind of the format you have for your show is. If you look at a given week, Monday through Friday, every day is a little different. Either you have somebody with you, you know, be it in studio or now kind of talking remotely, that's a little different. Whether it's you know, Justice on a Monday or me on a Friday or Bob on a Thursday. But it, it seems like there's enough variety there. How much does that help you in that you have, I mean, you have different people, you have different things you're doing each day, different segments that... It doesn't get monotonous. You don't know it's going to be you and one other person. It's kind of the same thing for three hours, five days a week.
1: Yeah, I think it keeps it fresh. And I think the the one thing, too, is that everybody's different. You know, they kind of bring their own thing uh, to, to the table. Uh, it, it does help. It makes things a, a little bit easier for me, especially given now that, you know what, there might not be any live sports going on. But also, like, for you or Justice, the, what I really like about you, obviously I've known you for longer than any of the other people on, but, you know, what you guys bring to the table, too, for your jobs, I think that provides a huge element uh, for the show as well. So it does, I, I really like the format right now. Uh, I mean, I mean, it did start where there was like five people at once, which it, it got too much. You know, it really got too much at that point. And it was honestly really difficult to, to kind of wrangle in four or five different different people. And I know what to expect every day. You, you know, I know what to expect. I know how Justice does his thing. I know how you do your thing. I know how everybody does their thing. And I know, you know, what buttons to push, what buttons not to push, or what topics you know are kind of in their wheelhouse. So it makes it easier for me knowing when I come in and and try to game plan the show what to expect from that person.
0: All right. I guess kind of then finishing up here, with my last question. I guess was: is there a certain day that you like that you just kind of vividly remember like you know you knew coming in like okay this is either going to be really good because of you know things that have been happening or maybe it was you you knew it was going to be very i guess memorable if those sports related things weren't necessarily great for you know the local team uh
1: man that's a good one um so like, uh, was there something that happened? Uh,
0: yeah, like, like something where maybe it happened and you were thinking to yourself the night before, you're like, "Oh, I got to show tomorrow. Like, this is gonna be, you know, this should be, this should be. I don't want to say easy, but it, you knew that you were gonna get conversation. And chances are, more often than not, for you, it would be Packers related.
1: Uh when Mike McCarthy got fired. <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably the big one there. I'm like, I don't have to do anything the night before. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, turn the mics on. And let it go. There was like no. I mean, it was it was one of those where everybody had an opinion. I think we all kind of knew eventually it was going to happen, right? You know, or at least you know maybe it was going to be at the end of the season. But you know that one was uh, probably one of the moments, one of the busiest moments uh, when when that was kind of in the current format, if you will, well, it was probably about that. Um, another one that I kind of remember was when. Uh, Badger basketball lost to Duke. Uh, I just remember that one, just kind of the overall feeling uh, of everything. And then probably uh, NFC Championship game against Seattle, uh, the collapse there. Those would probably be... And then, uh, honestly, probably when Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Kane got traded. Uh, just the excitement level from a lot of people the, the next morning uh, was, was probably that, too. So those were probably the ones I remember the most, but easily it was uh, when Mike McCarthy got fired. That that was probably one of the easiest, I hate to say it, it was, but it was probably one of the easiest shows because at, at that point you're just kind of playing moderator and letting people vent and and discuss that. I mean, you hate to say it about somebody losing their job and that was kind of one of my things as you know what i was saying that was like you know we have to realize somebody did lose a job and you could say well he's still making a lot of money he's still making a lot of money but he's still got a family of young kids you know nobody wants to get fired regardless of what you know money they're still getting nobody wants to get fired and that was kind of my thing too was you know there was a lot of you know people happy about it and you know praising it and all that but at the same time let's look at the real life situation and somebody did lose a job but there was that was that was a pretty easy one that day
0: all right dan well thank you very much for joining me um we're you know as i mentioned before this is one of those things where you know there may be certain people that you know we can go back to and talk about a bunch of different things and for me i think you're definitely one of those i think maybe when we get a little closer to the football season we might have a little we might have a little 2020 year to talk about because i have a feeling it might be a a rather interesting one especially for for the respective teams that we cheer for
1: yeah, I agree. I agree. This was awesome. Thanks, buddy.
0: And there you have it, my interview with Dan Casper. We cover uh, a lot of ground on a lot of things, but as you heard there, we, we, leave, some, we leave some stuff open possibly for, for, for upcoming episodes. Um, and you can tell with Dan and I, we, you know, we definitely, when we have conversations, we definitely talk like we've been talking together for several years because we, by this point, we know each other pretty well, and I think that really speaks, uh, you can really hear that either whenever I'm on you know, the Dan Casper Show or you know in situations like this, where he's on the podcast. So um, our next episode is going to be our final episode of, of season one, and I'm going to be doing something a little unique with it in that it's going to be an episode where what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on one specific Chippewa County team, a team from a year. You know, and it can be a t- generally it's going to be teams that you know had great success, you know, kind of went to new heights, that kind of stuff, and kind of being able to dig deep a little bit into what made those teams go. And you know, sometimes we'll have some maybe some guests that were a part of that team, be the coach, be the player, whatever. And the first one I'm going to dig into and talk about is. The first state championship team I covered when I was here, Matt, was the 2012 Chai softball team. You know, a team that had been to state a number of times prior to that. You know, but a team that was never able to kind of quite break through. But you know, in 2012 they were able to with an absolutely loaded team. I mean, that team top to bottom, it, it had, in my it had no holes. I mean, great pitching, great hitting, great defense, great coaching. I mean, it really was the you know the total package and you know to win a division one state championship in any sport that's what you need to be so i'm going to be able to kind of dig deep into that year kind of look back through some of our archives some of the some of the high moments that kind of stuff and um so that that's kind of what we're looking at to, to to cap season one here so once again thank you very much for joining me and we will hear from you again and you will hear from me again and um, with our next episode, which will be the, as I mentioned, the finale for season one. Thank you very much for listening.